welcome to Books in the Middle, a podcast just for middle school books. When talking about World War II, most people know about Nazi Germany and the invasion across Europe. However, what others don't know is that Russia was also on the move. And at the time, they invaded many countries as well. In 1939, the Soviet Union occupied the Baltic states of Lithuania, Latvia, and Estonia. Shortly thereafter, the Kremlin drafted lists of people considered anti-Soviet who would be murdered, sent to prison, or deported into slavery in Siberia. The lists included doctors, lawyers, teachers, military servicemen, writers, business owners, musicians, artists, and even librarians. They were all considered anti-Soviet and were added to the ever-growing list, slated for wholesale extermination. The first deportations took place in June of 1941. Lina's father was a professor, and Lina is scared when one day her father just doesn't come home from the university. Her mother, it seems, has been planning for this possible eventuality, but Lina and her little brother Jonas really hadn't been. So one night when there is a horrible banging at their door and the NKVD are there telling them they have 20 minutes to pack whatever they can in a suitcase, Lina is terrified, especially when they are taken outside of their homes with their meager belongings and shoved into a large truck. The large officers pushed Jonas up. He fell on his face, his luggage thrown on top of him. I made it without falling, but when I stood up, a woman looked at me and clasped her hand to her mouth. Lina, dear, button your coat, Mother instructed. I looked down and saw my flowered nightgown. In the rush and search for my sketchbook, I had forgotten to change. I saw a tall, wiry woman with a pointy nose looking at Jonas. Mrs. Grabus. She was a spinster teacher from school, one of the strict ones. I recognized a few others. The librarian, the owner of the nearby hotel, and several men I had seen Papa speaking with on the street. We were all on the list. I didn't know what the list was, only that we were on it. Apparently, so were the other 15 people sitting with us. The back gate of the truck slammed shut. A low moan came from a bald man in front of me. We're all going to die, he said slowly. We will surely die. Nonsense, said Mother quickly. But we will, he insisted. This is the end. The truck began to move, jerking forward quickly, throwing people off their seats. The bald man suddenly scrambled up, climbed the inside wall of the truck, and jumped out. He smashed onto the pavement, letting out a roar of pain like an animal caught in a trap. People in the truck screamed. The tires screeched to a halt, and the officers leapt out. They opened the back gate, and I saw the man writhing in pain on the ground. They lifted him up and hurled his crumpled body into the truck. One of his legs looked mangled. Jonas buried his face in Mother's sleeve. I slipped my hand into his. He was shaking. My vision blurred. I squeezed my eyes shut, then opened them. The truck jerked forward, moving once again. 
No! The man wailed, holding his leg. The truck stopped in front of the hospital. Everyone seemed relieved that they would tend to the bald man's injuries. But they did not. They were waiting. A woman who was on the list was giving birth to a baby. As soon as the umbilical cord was cut, they would both be thrown into the truck. Lina realizes later that the bald man was right. She has no idea of the horrors that she and her family are about to face. Between Shades of Grey by Ruta Sepetis. <laughs>